Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm on OnlyFans, dog. The world, what are you doing? The world went to shit when fucking Rachel Dolezal opened up an OnlyFans. Yes. Oh, my God. Yo. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I'm Reddit in that fit. Dog, she got some nice titties. My question is, is her... In five, four, three, two, one. Aloha, you stupid bitches. I have my whole... What? I have my Hawaii outfit because I know it's going to get cold. And guess what? I'm wearing this shit. Mm-hmm. We got a very special guest here. We have Emmanuel from Dorm Payment. What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me, David. How long have I fucking known you now? God damn, it's been at least 10 years? 10 plus years, dude. 2013, yeah, man. Long fucking time, God, man. Back damn. when YouTube was a different space. Yeah, man. You weren't dressing like a GTA character, as I said <laughs> earlier. I'm, I'm bringing back a joke I said in front of you. I'm doing though. cocaine every fucking night. <laughs> Bring back my Strippers. Joke. <laughs> what you been up to, man? I've been good, man. Working, man. Trying to figure out you know how this whole youtube thing's going down man it's fucking different the space it's different it's it's very different a lot of scammers in this game it's, it seems like that's what's popular you know i, I was of... talking about this too with a, a few of my friends and you know when we we started doing youtube and social media back in the day mm-hmm. everybody's stuff was so different it was you know like people need if people were doing comedy, everybody's comedy was different. Mm-hmm. And now you just see a carbon copy of everybody's Jesus shit. Christ, man. Yo, me and Tim were talking about this where we have this pet peeve where you'll see a trend on TikTok or Instagram. Right. And then everybody does it, but they do the exact same thing. Same joke. thing, right. Like, why don't you add your own shit to it? I think it's because they get used to doing, like, dances. Mm-mm-mm. You know, you do a dance on TikTok, everybody does the same dance. There's no necessarily creativity. They might add one leg up rather than down, but at the same time, they're just copying that. I feel like that became the trend. Just just do what the other people are doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that's how it kind of became with the comedy of 
Yeah, like TikTok I saw like a lot of these jokes where, like for example, there was this a joke that was going around where uh, people were getting skeletons and they were, they were doing like chiropractic back cracks, <laughs> but it was the same shit. Like, Wait, I just saw this somebody else do this. That's so random. Then I'm like, who's the originator of this joke? Like, yeah, who was the first one? And yeah, fuck, how does that person get that credit? They don't. They just Jesus everybody Christ. just steals it and then they just move on with it and then nobody cares. Because I know like back in the day, like stealing people's material was a big thing. Like you can't. Like, why the fuck would you do that? Well, who is TikTok backed by? Oh, it's Chinese people. Come on. Who steals? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they steal everything. What type of IP? Who? Why wouldn't we learn to steal each other's stuff from China? Come you know, on Did now. you see that interview with the guy? I think the main... I think they're Taiwanese. I'm not sure. But the, the guy was basically speaking to some big crowd, important people anyways. Mm -hmm. And they were asking him well, how do you feel about TikTok like infiltrating the minds of like young young consumers? And they right. go, well, in China, kids aren't allowed on adult TikTok. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I've you, heard that. Yep. We regulate our kids' stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're just kind of silent. They're like, they're only allowed to have it for like two hours, be on it two or three hours, no more. Yeah, adult know? content is not allowed until they hit 18. They're yeah. like, what, what are you guys doing? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we uh, just want to destroy your kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is so smart. And I think for, like, I'm not all about like censorship or anything else like that. But definitely for like our younger generation, I do feel like we should protect what they watch. Yeah. Because it's like too much exposure. Mm -hmm. Like, we didn't have this all this shit growing up no and i and, you know when when pandemic happened one of the things that i saw that that tripped me out was watching kids play outside mm, there was mm. fucking tons of kids playing outside and i hadn't seen that shit in years let me ask you were you dressed like this while watching kids a hundred percent my dick was out oh my <laughs> god <laughs> Oh, I was just watching the kids like this. Hey, kids. <laughs> What's up? I enjoy you guys having a good time. <laughs> hey, Mom. Hey, Dad. <laughs> Want to sit on my lap? I'll give you a treat. I just tip my hat to them. Hello, children. <laughs> <laughs> no, Are but you like, a fan of Michael Jackson? <laughs> He's my hero. <laughs> we get these weird voices. <laughs> like, uh, we were talking about on the podcast a while back, too, where I, you know, they started doing all these documentaries on Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. And then I saw this one video that made me believe that Michael didn't do it was him talking about titties. And I was like, there's no... I saw... I love that video. That is one of my favorite videos of Michael Jackson of all Look at them fishies. Look at them I've never seen that that man turned into such a southern black man in my life. Like, look at him, Tim. You see him? Like, what the fuck? He still got it. He still got it. Okay, but yeah, you know, that I could see how that could put a a damper on pedophile rumors, I guess. You know, for you guys, right? You guys were doing so many sketches, and I'm like, you know, I wonder for you guys when you guys decided to make that switch to stop doing sketches because we all stopped doing sketches. Yeah, I think for us, it was a burnout. I I'll say for me, it was definitely a burnout. You know, I, I reached that point where I was like, you know, because we, 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 you know, we came into the game with the weekly thing. We wanted to yes. make as much of a of of YouTube into a show as possible. And so we were like every Sunday at seven. That's when you're watching out for a Dorntainment skit. And it just got to the point, you know, after so many years, we've moved, we started doing things in the industry. And a lot of times that can damper on your initial, you know, what you're doing. You know, you start off with doing skits and stuff, but then they, they ask you, hey, what movie ideas, what TV shows, what all this? And now you're waiting on industry stuff while trying to get this done. And it kind of becomes kind of a, 
tough you know did you did you feel that when you guys started switching over into more traditional like hollywood type of stuff did it put like a bad taste in your mouth because it did for me yeah like yeah the hardest part for me was you know when we started going into youtube it was such a free space right there's no red tape yes if we wanted to create something we just created and there was nobody else that could tell us otherwise right Right. when when i started going into this and i had to shake hands i had to smile a little more i had to do all these meetings where it didn't turn out to be anything at all it started like eating away at me i'm like who the fuck are you people to tell me what i can and can't do now i I immediately see why suicide rate in hollywood's high dude it's, it's just this is this is a terrible place a part of me is excited right now because of the destruction that's going on <laughs> and i'm sorry to you actors and good people out there, <laughs> but at the end of the day a, a part of me wants to see disney explode <laughs> part of me wants to see some of these corporations just shut the fuck up yeah okay because the way they've run business wh- where we come from such an innocent place to be honest with you doing skits and just having get gathering your friends and just doing something creative on YouTube was always just like a fun, passionate thing to do. We're just having fun. We're having a good time. We found out a way to make some money off of it. We can prosper a little bit. But it's like once you enter this industry stuff and they try to control you or you see the games that people play and all this dumb shit. It's not it, it, it's it's not that it's just not fun. It becomes tiresome. Yes. It, it feels like it draining you of like. You know, and well, how and, many fucking masks and faces do we have to put on? Jesus Christ, man! And like, I think that the the interesting thing was, I have a I'm not sure if people knows I've I have, I have a problem of you know holding back the things I want to say. <laughs> so like, well, I love that. <laughs> yeah, like, We're on the same page. So so we go to these meetings, and then you know I see a lot of people kind of laughing at everything, and I'm like, there was nothing funny said. Why the fuck are so many people laughing right Right, now? right, right. You know, and when I went to this one mixer, it was for like this ABC event, mm-hmm. and I was there, and a lot of these actors don't know who's an executive and who's important or who's not. Mm. So they're just literally going up to assholes and then sucking the shit out of it to every person. And they don't, because they don't know. They just want to make sure that they have a job. And so, you know, for me, I show up at this mixer event like this, like in yeah. flip-flops shirts and a t-shirt. Right, right. Because I don't know what this shit is. Mm-hmm. I, I was just told to come and right. I'm going to show up as comfortable as I'm mm-hmm. going to be. So I showed up and there was this one guy, I still don't know who this guy's name was, but he was just laughing at everything that I was saying. And I was looking at him and I was like, wait, I don't think he understands. Like, I'm not an, a casting director or an executive. Right. So you could, I could tell he was like kissing my ass. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. in the middle of the conversation, when I realized that, I put my hand on his shoulder. I was like, I'm not a casting director. <laughs> like, you ain't got to do all this. You know? Got to, man. And the guy was like, oh, I knew. I was like, no, you did it, dog. You, yeah, you, you, do, you thought I was somebody special and I'm not. You know, I'm just here because I was invited. You know, getting the opportunity to direct something or, or when, when you start getting this little bit of power, of being able to create on your own and and people want you and all this stuff it's you know for most people i mean maybe for a lot of people they like it and from the outside looking in you know fans of us and stuff they're often like you know wow that's that's really cool but it's kind of annoying oh dude it's crazy annoying. it's just really annoying it's like i don't want you kissing my ass just be human yeah and just if if we have a job do the fucking job i don't need you to like suck up to me because i know this isn't you you wouldn't do this if i was just a, a reg- regular you know, person oh yeah just yeah. a regular person so just be you and do your job or whatever and let's get it done and maybe we could be cool but this the kiss ass thing doesn't work for me i don't like the fakery of and like actors too they're always put into this weird place because you know they 
they have their set opinions, right? Mm-hmm. But they won't say it because they're always scared that they're going to lose a job. So mm-hmm. what they'll do is they'll, yeah. they'll take the shit, they'll pretend like they like everybody, and then they'll talk shit about somebody's back. They'll come back, and it just becomes this whole just terrible, mm-hmm. toxic type of thing that you're in. And I just remember going to these meetings, going to these events, and I just hated everybody. I'm like, mm. I, I have not met a single person here that I... Like if I have a conversation with you, I still don't know who you are, mm-hmm. right? And then you know if I talk to them outside of this, then they're a lot more relaxed. Right. But it's just like, how often do you have to do this? Like, because if I have to do this every day, I can't do this for a fucking living. Right. And I think like so after I did the film, I I tried doing acting, and you know till this day I st- I'll still audition, mm-hmm. but it's a weird space to be in where when we were doing stuff, we did it because we liked it, not mm-hmm. because we needed it. Right. And so for this, for a lot of actors, they're literally vying for a paycheck. Mm-hmm. And so they'll take and do absolutely anything. Yeah. And so they're kissing ass. They're doing all this stuff just so they could pay their fucking bills. And for me, I don't have that. I'm yeah. like, listen, like I've established myself outside of this. Right. This is a bonus. Like I've done everything that I wanted to, mm-hmm. but let me see if I can do this as well. Right. If it's like when I, when I drop my agent, you know, one of the bigger conversations that we had before I decided that I didn't want to be with them was he was like sending me these auditions. Right. And it was for, I'm not saying that I'm above these roles. Right. But I have a certain amount of time, right. I'm still doing my own thing. And so it would be like, Oh, I want you to go in for this audition for this casting director. It's like, I just had lunch with that casting director. Mm-hmm. I don't need to meet them. Right. They right. Know who right. I am. And they go, okay, cool. But it's, it's for like a small, it's like a one liner. And I'm like, I don't want to do this audition. And he goes, why not? And I'm like, because I don't need it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's and it's hard to tell them I don't need this. Like right, give me right. something that I can care about. Right. And so, you know, when I started getting callbacks and stuff, they get super excited. Mm-hmm. But in that initial conversation, they're just like, Oh, this guy's not gonna make it. It's right. like, Well, you don't know what I can or can't do. You know, and so after I dropped them, I booked the Netflix thing, mm-hmm. and then lo and behold, they messaged me, Congratulations. It's like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this whole <laughs> congratulations shit. We had this whole long, extensive conversation. Mm-hmm. You told me that you essentially were saying that I wasn't going to make it. And then I booked this big thing, and then you messaged me back. It's like, we're done here. Yeah. And I, I dislike that because the Hollywood game, man. The, yeah. It's the Hollywood shuffle. And like the conversations yeah. that they kind of have with you is, and I, I'm pretty sure they have to do this with their job, but they're, trying to make it seem like oh we're buddies like we're not buddies mm. like <laughs> you will have a like a contractual obligation to make sure i book stuff so you get right. paid right 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 so send me things oh. that i'll that i can kill it at yeah right? don't let me tell you this one audition doug <laughs> this audition Please. for it was like a a version of they were trying to reboot something like a version of teen wolf mm-hmm. okay and the role this is was, before the late latest one or something that came out. yeah this is this is this was some other spinoff of the new version of teen Wolf. Oh, okay okay, right? okay 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 and the role was for a young 20s handsome buff werewolf mm-hmm. i was 300 pounds <laughs> at the time i get this audition i look at the script i look at the descriptors i'm like who the fuck is this for mm. like what is it i call up my agent i'm like hey why why would I audition for this? And he goes, well, I just want you to go in front of this casting director. I'm like, do you have any, the lines are so, as I was do, reading the lines, I was trying not to laugh. Cause at this point when I was like, what, 29? Yeah. And it was for like a 21 year old mm-hmm. that is, it literally says physically fit. 
right? I'm 300 pounds. That's I got tit spilling out my shirt. <laughs> and in fact, I gained so much weight. I didn't have a shirt that fit me at the time. Dog. So my shirt looked like a wetsuit. Oh, my God. I got the fucking nipples poking out. I got six rolls coming come on, out. Come man. That sounds sexy to me. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> come on, man. You can't say if that. I Teen turn, Wolf right here. If there was a full moon, I would turn into a bulldog. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no, there's Breathing <laughs> issues and all. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm a werewolf. <laughs> Motherfucker, gay too? The hell? What the oh, fuck is going on? God. Dog, I was so mad, but I kept running into these like situations. And, you yeah. know, some of my actor friends didn't understand. They go, dude, I would kill to be in your position to get, you know, these auditions. And I'm like, oh, that's the difference. It's like, I'm not killing for these roles. Are you, do you feel you're more creator? Would you consider yourself or like what? Because what? I feel like there has there's a difference between those who want to act and be in stuff and be picked up and those who want to just like, I just want to create my thing. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. My lovely genius brain farts. This podcast is brought to you by Fume. Ever try to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've been there too. But here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. It's not about giving up. It's about switching up, baby. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. What is Fume, you ask? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy that makes replacing your bad habit easy. I keep one in my car just because I'm a fidgety guy. And guess what? I'd be puffing on that delicious herbal tea vapor, my friends. Nothing bad for you in there. And definitely, definitely fun to use. My friends, start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash genius and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving the listeners of the show 10% off when they use my code genius to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Start the good habit at tryfume.com slash genius to save 10% off the journey pack today. Hey all, it's David So, and if you want to listen to Genius Brain without ads, now you can. Just go to geniusbrain.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting my show too. That's geniusbrain.supercast.com. Thanks.
I think that's what it is too, right? I don't need spotlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I could, let's say if I wrote something and somebody else did it, or even if I wrote something, somebody else took the credit, but I got a fat paycheck, Mm -hmm. take it. I don't give a fuck because it's not about me, right? I got my satisfaction because I got to create something, but you're not going to take it for free. If if somebody came up to you, right? I wrote the script. Somebody fell in love with it. They go, I want my name on it. I'll take your name off it. Here's five mil. Mm -hmm. Take it. I don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. I'll write something else again. That's the one greatest thing that I learned in Hollywood is that, what do they say? Don't, don't be, don't, uh, don't be attached to the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't throw it out with the bathwater. <laughs> I guess throw it out with the bathwater. I think that's how the phrase goes. Yeah, yeah they kill a lot of babies in Hollywood, apparently. But, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I think, yeah, don't be so attached to that script or that that one project. And if it goes, it goes. If it goes without you, and you're able to make whatever, just just keep it moving. And, yeah, and I think sometimes for young creators too, like you guys. You guys think that every single one of your ideas are so precious that you just kind of sit on these ideas? Right. Nothing is precious. Nothing is precious. And if you only have one good idea, then this might not be for you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And I think for me, I kept on sitting on ideas for so long, I just wouldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And it's it's like piss or get off the pot. Right. And then what you'll find is that you had this great idea. Somebody else is going to think of something very similar. They'll do it and you'll be like, oh, I missed my fucking Right. Exactly. And it happens... It happened to me a lot. It right. happens to a lot of young people. Lot of it, yeah. So I, I, so like one of my, uh, <clears throat> one of my friends hit me up because one of his friends wants to get into clothing, right? Mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. I have the brand Secret Society. Nice. And sometimes with these kids, like, they don't, they're not asking you for advice. They're asking you to reaffirm what they already believe. Mm-hmm. And like this kid kind of irritated me because <clears throat> he was asking how to get into clothing, and I'm like, <clears throat> I don't know. To be honest with you, like. Well, what do you what do you think success is? Like, do you think I'm a very successful person in clothing? He goes, Yeah, I saw your stuff. I was like, Well, you and everybody's mom has a fucking clothing brand, dude. Pretty much. You know, there's space for everybody. Mm-hmm. But basically, I was telling him this is like, if you want to get into clothing, you better be ready to leave everything mm-hmm. because it fashion moves fast. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have it, you don't have it. And right. sometimes people who don't have it have better connections. Mm-hmm. So if you're willing to die for this, then do it. Because out of all the things that I've done, clothing has been the most difficult. And if I could redo it, I probably wouldn't do it again. Has it been prof- <clears throat> as prosperous? If- right. No, profits are there. You know, it's it's not. My issue is this, right? It's like. I, I always want to create because, like I said, I'm a creator. Right. The vision is so important to me. Right. Mm-hmm. There are definitely things that we could do to make a bigger paycheck, but then, at the end of the day, when I leave and I pass, I want to be very happy with the things that I do because I didn't have to create this clothing brand. Right. We didn't have to create Secret Society, mm-hmm. but for me, it was like, oh, this is a, a gap that's missing in this space. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that my goal is to be a house name brand where everybody has it in their closet. Yeah. And if I can't do that, then there's no point to this then it's mm. just a paycheck mm-hmm. because if we wanted to just make a paycheck we could just work a fucking nine to five you goddamn right <laughs> right right you, you know what i'm saying yeah. so why not just do that we we go into work obviously not everything's guaranteed mm-hmm. but at least i know what i'm doing and right. i can walk away with a paycheck and then if this job doesn't work out, i'll apply to another one yeah i it, bare minimum i'd rather go off you know if, if i'm gonna fail i'll fail on my own terms rather than whatever other people says you know uh, an employer or whatever yeah um but I do like that. Like, do you find with fashion though? Has that always been a big passion of yours? Well, for me, like, listen, I never wear clothes, but I love clothes. And <laughs> right. The reason why is because I'm always doing shit. Like, I'm always 
like every morning I walk five miles, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I kickbox and I box. There's no fucking way in between this that I'm going to wear something that I enjoy. Okay. Like I'm sweating. That's hilarious. All the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So years ago, I just said, you know what? Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we'll put what I like into clothing here. Right. For me, I'm going to dress like a drug dealer. <laughs> it's just, we're just going to leave it at that. Yeah. That's the guy that owns the Come show. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Papi. No, that's cool as hell. Do you, do you have to keep up? Is it a matter of keeping up with trends or trying to set a trend it's a little bit of both right so for us we are our branding was like so so my partners have been into clothing for a long time right Mm -hmm. but they don't understand branding right so one of the biggest issues that they had when they first started was they were trying to be too cool for school Mm -hmm. right so if i my, my thing is that i always tell people when you start a brand you need to tell me what your brand is within one sentence. If you can't do it, fuck off and go back to the drawing board. Because mm-hmm, right. nobody's going to sit here and listen to a, a fucking 10-minute diatribe about why you think you're cool. Yeah. Tell me what you are. I'm cool because <clears throat> when I grew up... Exactly. <laughs> this isn't a Yelp elite review, right. right? Nobody gives a fuck about the sandwich that you ate in the morning right. and then about your husband who didn't fuck you. Nobody cares. Yeah. So like with one of my partners, his biggest issue was like, I would ask him, so what is Secret Society? And he goes, well, okay. Be-. I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I already don't fucking care. Mm-hmm. It's just like a movie pitch, mm-hmm. right? What is it in one... We are high quality fashion basics that's it right people need to know that right and we're trying to fill in this space that other people don't have and i think for me you know when i buy garments and clothing it's like i like value mm-hmm. like i don't want to wear something and then have it die out fast fashion became huge right, right. because it became for the everyday person who mm-hmm. wanted clothes mm-hmm. but everybody fucking knows when you get stuff from sheen mm-hmm. you get stuff from h&m what the fuck happens when you wash it once it falls apart it's wrecked <laughs> so you it. could either spend 25 bucks on this one item or you could spend maybe even double yeah even but you keep it for the rest of your life right right right. and fashion basics never die they stay around forever yeah so that's why i like fashion basics so this is the this is where we wanted to carve out our space you know beautiful beautiful yeah i love that man You, you you dabble in different areas and you're and you're passionate about each one you know what i'm saying because there are a lot a lot of people that jump into all these areas i find a lot of artists i was talking with the guys the other day about rappers today like a lot of rappers, like uh, especially the ones of our age generation, like the the Drake, the Big Sean's, mm-hmm. the you know the J Cole's, all these guys, they do so many different things that I don't know if there's a lot of times is there an elite artist of just this of hip hop of just this rap anymore? Like, are there are can you still just be an artist of this, or do you have to diversify into all these things? Because it makes it kind of makes it hard to point out who's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Who's great when this is not your complete focus? Michael Jordan, his complete focus was that. Uh, Mike Tyson, his complete focus was that. Now these are athletics. You know, I know mm-hmm. it's not exactly what we do and other artists doing shit, but it, it just kind of I, I have that problem of do I do, how how focused do you be on something? Yeah. How much can you diversify and still be great at? I'll say this, right? So I got like diagnosed with like ADHD mm-hmm. like six, seven months ago, okay. which I already knew I had it. But, you know, I just got the test and then I was like in denial the whole time. Like mm-hmm. I was talking to the doctor to like, you might have ADHD. I was like, listen here, bitch, you don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> even, though, even though I paid her, right. <laughs> I set up this whole thing, you know? <laughs> but it's like, okay, you right, know, right. I'm in denial. You know, for a lot of creatives, what we're finding out too is like ADHD is very common for creatives. We are. Yeah. All, we, we require a lot of high stimulation mm-hmm. you know 
traditionally in a traditional workforce sense is probably the worst. You have to sit down, sit still, get your work done. And do it. For people who are creatives, that's very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. And what happens for people with like ADHD, we need high stimulation to stay focused. So for most people, and this was explained to me by the doctors, like for most people, when they do like a remedial task, whether it's finishing a task, a job or whatever, they get a, a, a... I don't know if this is the right term, but a, a basic a baseline endorphin hit mm -hmm. for completing a task and doing stuff. For someone who has like ADHD mm -hmm. or ADD or whatever that is, you try to do it, you get a zero endorphin hit. Hmm. And so it, you just cannot fucking focus. And right. so things like Ritalin and all these other things, they basically allow you to focus because it gives you that little right, shit right. that everybody else has. Okay. I would never suggest somebody who wants to be successful in the space to do the things the way that I do it. Mm -hmm. It is fucking chaos. Mm -hmm. Sit down, focus on one task, and become a master at your craft. Okay, okay. So I would, you, you would actually suggest the opposite. Yeah, so if you don't have you if you don't have the, my itchy ass syndrome, I'm just right. fuck it. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. Then I wouldn't suggest you do what I do because okay. it's also very like, anxiety inducing. Right. But for me, what's anxiety inducing for most people? For me, it's just the chaos that I enjoy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you know, the other good part about me is that I'm always somebody who likes to be a man of my word. So if I say I'm going to complete it, I'm going to complete yes. it. Yes. You know, with this clothing brand, you know, fucking pandemic almost wrecked us. Right. Man. We were bleeding. We didn't make anything for almost three years. And then, you know, developing the relationship with the people that we sold the clothing to and then also the fan base, they revived it back our first year back and fucking took all us all back out of the negative. We were back in the positive. Fucking fantastic. So, you know, I think for me, what I what I kind of done really well is stayed true to who I am. Mm -hmm. And so people who watch this show, watch all my stuff, they know who I am. Mm -hmm. They know what it is. Mm -hmm. They know that I'm going to say fucking stupid shit, fucked up things or whatever, yeah. but it's all in form of comedy yeah so i have that trust with people yes and i kind of put that trust in everything else that i do that's the most important that, that really is the most important because in what we do uh you know now since moving on from dorm taming we we started comedy trap house which is our podcast channel and everything and i always knew that like podcasting would be because the one thing from dorm taming uh that it built a large fan base but people knew us as a group it's like yeah. knowing Wu Tang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might yeah. not know everybody at first until you get to know each. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know there were six of us in a group, and so I felt like podcasting gave an opportunity for for people to know each one of us. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And really get, you know, to to I hate to say buy into, but just just get to know us better. You know, and if you if you know us, if you get to know us, I'm sure the people that are like us will buy into and support what we do. Yeah, and I think any artist, any person that's creating, create. You know, you have to have a you have to develop a fan base where they know you because mm -hmm. I am a man just like you that wants to say whatever the fuck I want to say. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. At any point, I want to talk about. Listen, whether we're talking about Jesus, Allah, Buddha, whatever, <laughs> they're going to get these jokes, too. Yeah, it's just the truth. you're going to get these jokes. Uh, yeah. But I, I just feel like once you have an audience that knows who you are they know your characteristics they don't know they, they know that you're not coming from a, a place of malice or mm -hmm. or anything that they'll support you for the long haul yeah 100%. you know what i'm saying it's 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 not and, and and if you could find that rather than going to these you know the studios or whatever begging for help or, and having to suck you know who you think a director is dick yeah, yeah. in a meeting or whatever yeah. You know, that is the, the route I think most people would cherish in the long term. Yeah, and, you know, people are finding this out, too. It's like acting is such a weird thing, right? I'll, I'll talk to certain people, and I, one of the things that I get disappointed in, if you fall into this category, you're a piece of shit. Because 
I, I always hear people say very specific phrases. They'll say mm-hmm. stuff like this, and it sounds really nice at first. They they get into this mind state where when they're the person outside looking in, they always judge the people on the inside. They absolutely. go, these actors are pieces of shit. Right. Well, guess what? When they're allowed into that group, mm-hmm. they become that yep, person. Absolutely. Oh, you're not mad at them for being pieces of shit. You're mad that you're not a part of that yep, group where yep. you get to treat everybody you're else like a piece perks. of shit. Yep, yep. And I was like, that's the big difference. That's real. And yeah. I've seen that so many times over and over mm-hmm. again. I'll give you another example. I was at this other mixer event and there was a friend of mine who we did a lot of work together. And when I knew her at the time, this girl mm-hmm. was on fucking welfare. She couldn't even pay her bills, but she blew up, okay. right? I see her, everything's cool, whatever. She goes, David, how have you been? Like, like oh, I've been meaning to contact you, blah, 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 blah. Let's do lunch. First of all, this bitch has never said, let's do lunch to me let's ever. I'm like, where'd you get this fucking phrase oh from? And I looked at her, I was like, hey, don't fucking talk to me like I'm brand new or some shit All like right. that. I was like, if you wanted to hit me up, you have my fucking phone number. <sighs> hit me up, right? Don't do this do little lunch. fucking let's do lunch conversation shit, right? And I think also for her, she forgot. It's like, I'm not a part of your group. Right. I'll never be a part of this group. Like, right. you got to talk to me how we used to talk to each other. Afterwards, she apologized. She goes, yeah, I don't know. Fucking, I don't know why I said that mm. shit. I'm just so in here that this is how everybody talks. I got caught up. I was like, yeah, don't do that shit to me. You know what I mean? Like Hollywood is the real zombie apocalypse. Because <laughs> if you really think about it, the way they go about just copying their 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 lingo yeah. and their the way they all just melt into this pot, it's like they're and they're trying to eat your soul too. Yeah. So I mean, I just feel like every industry you go into, you're gonna have your annoying ass people in, and 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 you're gonna have the games they play. You're gonna have, uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have to somewhat either meld into how they do because that's what they do you know what i'm saying you're in their industry the worst part about it too is like now we're seeing this i've I've seen it a couple of times too where i've I've been pretty vocal about it there are writers now who are so untalented and shitty Mm, that they they now scour the internet podcast and they steal people's life stories and they put into their scripts like you're going to start seeing it a lot like all the stuff that we're putting out here it's all of our personal lives and jokes and stories that they don't fucking have they're going into these podcasts and they're like oh this is a good story this is a good story and they're stealing it you're not getting any credit for it and you won't even know because they're going to make the one of the apes from planet of apes uh have that story 100 percent. you see it like theo vaughn he was a comedian he started (laughs) hard play that's the next planet dude like the show dave on fx whoever the fuck was a writer they stole a theo vaughn joke and they put it directly in the fucking script and then theo vaughn called it out he's like the fuck is this shit this is my shit was it was it through dialogue or was it like visually visually and dialogue so he was making a joke i think it was either on the rogan podcast or his podcast it's something about wooden shirts okay about this you know because like theo vaughn always talks about these stupid stupid hypotheticals from his like honky talk town and they took that joke and they put it into a script and it's like, who else thinks of such shit like this besides Theo Vaughn? Damn. And so, like, writers are doing that. So sometimes when these writers, like, they're on strike, and look, I'm, I'm with you guys, but there's a fat chunk of you that are the most talentless fucks I've ever met in my life. Oh my and so they they steal all these stories, mm-hmm. and now they're doing the strike mad at other, you know, for AI and other people, like, taking credit for their stuff. You already stole your stories from other people. So what the fuck are you talking about? Damn. David just blew my mind with Like, every shit. podcaster out there, if you're doing online content, be very wary where you <coughs> don't tell your stories and talk your shit, but just be watch what goes online and watch what goes on Netflix and TV. You'll see all your stories there. And it's that is crazy. It's, you'll see it. I hunt, it's already happening. So, the, so, I mean, so even the idea of the strike is like y'all are stealing 
It's not all writers, right? Not all but I'm of saying them. Not like, all of them. Of there course, is that portion that I've seen so many times and right. it pisses me off. And I've heard other people Trying tell me this stuff too. Right. Because I'll bring it up. I was like, hey, what about this joke on this show? Right. I was like, this sounds a little familiar to something that I heard here. And they're like, you know, they kind of just, I'm like, yeah, exactly. Damn. You know? And not, and who's to tell that AI, chat, GPT, and all these things aren't taking from that too. Other creators, YouTube, uh, uh, podcast stories and stuff. And once, you know, and implementing it into, because it takes from everywhere else. So. Yeah. And this is the other problem too. What TikTok did something very, very good in the sense of they found something out. Most people, especially young people, they actually don't care about being a creative. They don't care about credit. They actually don't care about any of that stuff. Mm. They just want people to know who they are. Right. TikTok in the first year became, I think, you could probably look this up. I think they became a billion dollar company in the first year that they launched or something very close to that, right? Yeah. And they paid creators out zero. Mm. And guess what? No creators complained. That's crazy. None of them complained. Yeah. You know why? Because they don't care about the money. They care about social currency. They only want people to recognize who they are. Yeah. So in our stuff was like, hey, we're, we're creating this stuff, but we need to make our paycheck. Right. I was at a TikTok event, and I've said this on this podcast before. I met a bunch of TikTokers and not all of them. There's like the 1% that does really fucking right, well. Right, right. And that's because they sell products. Yeah, they, do all this. they have a whole management yeah, yeah. team. But for the TikTok creators who don't do that, that don't know how to do this mm-hmm. stuff, they have millions of views, right? Broke as shit. Mm. I was like, how the fuck did you make this company X amount of money and you're not asking for anything back, right? But once again, they don't think like that. They go, oh, I went to like Ibiza on a free trip. I was like, so they gave you a coach ticket that cost $1,000 to Ibiza in this shitty little fucking hotel and then you thought that was payment? You could have done that and got a paycheck. You never asked. So it's like, TikTok found out that most kids do not care about this stuff. Right. They could just use them and then toss them aside and they won't even complain. Right. They're just every- And they're getting them so, I think they're getting them so young that they're making it where it's 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 that's not even a part of the culture to make money off of it. You yeah. Saying? Like they're just used to like, oh, I just want to be famous, right? People now. flex super hard on the gram and you meet them in person, I'm like Damn, you broke as fuck. Yeah. No, you, one of the saddest things I always see is like an OnlyFans girl that nobody watches their shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> bitch, you, bitch, you sold your pussy for pennies. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you see the video of old girl? Uh, who is it? One A former NBA player. Uh, he he found out his wife or, or girl was doing started doing OnlyFans. What? And she filmed him while... He was the first time he finds out. So he's argue, he's getting upset and she's filming the whole sh- He got mad that he found out I have a OnlyFans and da da da. She comes out later and says, Well, he knew what I did beforehand. And I guess she did maybe some stuff in the past. And this is like a, I don't know, she looked like she's 50 years old or something. Yeah, damn. I mean, they're black, so it looks so different. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? But, but it's just like. Uh, this this OnlyFans, TikTok, all these things are somehow gotten a grasp on American culture by the nuts, and it's like <laughs> I don't I don't know. It, it's it's making the world weird, let, let and they're having this. a false sense of reality where it is. They just want the attention. It's not even that much about for OnlyFans. It's it's money, but it's also attention. You know, sometimes like when I go into like these, if I've gone to like OnlyFans and I see like a girl. 
Like you could tell she doesn't really have it all together. Mm-hmm. She has a few followers. She goes, mm-hmm. check out my OnlyFans. And I click on that shit. It says like three subscribers. God damn. I just want to subscribe to her. Just be like, get your shit together. <laughs> and then just subscribe out of petty. Yeah, out Here's of $10. <laughs> get your shit together. That is hilarious. Like, yeah. Yeah, this isn't worth it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, this is only worth but it. But they don't you... want that, man. There was <laughs> another video of a guy going up to a prostitute, probably on Figueroa or something like this. And he he says, uh, hey, um, how much? And she's like, whatever, whatever. He's like, I'll give you, he probably said double of that just to wash my car. And she said, no, I'm not doing that. And walked off. Get the fuck. She said, no. She wants to be out here hooking. That's an old ass way of saying it. <laughs> She's trying to be hooking. She's trying hooking to be hooking. Goddamn streets. <laughs> but she was out there. She literally said no to washing this man car for possibly $200. It's probably taking you 15 minutes. That's fucking wild. She was like, no. Like, it was disrespectful to say, it's hey, like, wash my car for two minutes. You're trying to get your dick sucked or not. It's like, no. He's well, right. I'll give you 200 bucks if you wash my car. No. Um, excuse you. I said this pussy's 150 <laughs> Like, what the fuck? But man, dude, I'm world. telling you, man, like it's it's such a weird space and I, Island Boys. I I, I text you hey, about that shit, bro. Hey, I was I, I I almost threw up in my mouth. Like them, this is what it's becoming. Those boys are so fucking funny to me because <laughs> I've never seen somebody make a defense for the videos that had nothing to do with what people were freaked out about. They, they were like, Hey, it's cool because I'm gay. And we're like, he's your brother. What the fuck, man? I didn't even know they tried to defend no, it. That was the defense. I was like, the gay part's not the problem. You're fucking your brother. Yo, like, what are you bro. talking about? He's Yo, like, bro. he's like, bro, I got this. We gay. And then everybody was just silent. <laughs> like, that was never the problem. They're over here, like, putting, like, cucumbers in their pants, and they're sucking the cucumber off of the other brother. It's, it's gotten to that point. Yo, this shit is I'm not wild, saying I subscribe dude. to them, all right? People have been sending Bro, me things. I'm just right? saying, like, like that, that just shows you, like, the 80s, the 80s movies that predicted this future, I think it's true. Yeah. We're in the 80s movies timeline. RoboCop, what that future yeah. was, we're in RoboCop. Bro, Black, <laughs> Black Mirror, Yeah, the newest season doesn't even affect me because we're living it now. Right, right. It's just regular. Yeah. I'm like, what? I'm, I'm watching the news. <laughs> oh, it's Black Mirror. Yeah. Like, like, no, exactly. what the fuck? Dog, it's, it's nothing different. It's such a weird space. And, you know, let me ask you this. Would you, would you date a girl if she had an OnlyFans? Fuck no. Fuck no! I don't want any. Look, I, I think all. I, I think there is a a uh, demonic spirit <laughs> in some of these hosts. Hey, so where's the I'm fucking saying? church organ at? Right? Like, now? come on! I I, I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> but th- th- there is something like I, I would not suggest anybody date a OnlyFans model. I don't suggest anybody like. And and the sad thing is, it the future seems to hold nothing but that. <laughs> you know, everybody's. Let, fellas, your daughters are going to be on OnlyFans. Let's just keep it real. Oh, I'm praying. Like, I, I, it's just going to happen. They're going to end up on OnlyFans. If and- my daughter, if I have a daughter and she wants to get into, I pray that she looks just like me. Oh, my <laughs> I fucking pray. So you, so you take a picture of yourself and be like, hey, yeah. fellas, this is what you want to see. Yeah, on you want to see this shit? You want to see this shit right uh, now? So she has zero fans and she's just shelling out pussy for fucking nothing. Oh, man. I don't know. Like, it's weird because, you know. My daughter going to wash that car. You better wash that <laughs> car. Fuck out Do you it. see those videos? I forgot. Some dudes with a podcast, but they always have, like, OnlyFans girls debate. Yeah, the yeah. The, the fresh and fits and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and they're yeah, always it's called like, whatever. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. See, Pete knows. <laughs> He's subscribed. That's why. He's like, huh, I'm a fan. Oh, <laughs> man. <Yeah>, hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But they always debate these other people. And, you know, obviously they're getting people who can't really defend themselves. Right. But every time, the, the only argument that they have is like, well, I'm out here making money. It's like, okay, that's it? This is your only basis for you to show value in your life? Yeah. It's just not for me. Like, I obviously grew up different, you right. know. I just can't agree with that. No. And it's like, you know, also too, you know, some people are like, well, why do you care about what they do? It's like, because they are a representation of the future, right? They're a younger generation. They represent the future. That's, that's why I care. It's just random to say that. It's weird to say that to like, to like hear my like wrong. Why, why should you care? Why, why do you like, do you, I shouldn't care about society. I shouldn't care about like what happens for our kids future for the, for the future of other people like where this whole thing goes like i shouldn't care i just don't, I don't like know, too it's like if your whole branding and idea is i'm gonna get butt naked and suck dick and then the sentence after that is that why don't you respect my mind <laughs> like because i'm not masturbating to your mind <laughs> my mind is but you're gonna read a thesaurus to me and i'm mean, like yeah right right yeah. right oh I mean, it's just weird, man. You could be jacking fuck? off to to OnlyFans girls while watching YouTube while they're talking to these OnlyFans girls, and then Sexy Red is talking about booty hole brown. It feels like a weird, weird time to be, because it goes against everything I grew up with, right? Yes, 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 yes. Like, as, as uh, millennials, I guess we're the last of this, we're like this cross-generation, right? Like this of, of, of kids that knew pre-internet, and now we're here with the internet. But I, you know, I was growing up to to treat women differently, to that they're, they're not to be harmed, they're to be, you know. Uh, oh, dudes be swinging on girls now. Oh my god, <laughs> no, I heard a, wild. a video of Blueface talking to this girl in the car, uh, talking about. He was like, "Well, you start fights." With, she was like, "You start fights with me." He was like, "I don't give a fuck. You start. You say something to me, I'll beat the shit out of you." I'm like. And then everybody's just like, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Oh, good content. <laughs> yeah. They, they go, equal rights, equal lefts is what they say. Right. It's like, it's like Jesus Christ, dude. What the fuck is going on? That's why we can't do skits anymore. Yeah. Like, the world is, is funny a sketch. enough. This is a sketch. Yeah. All of this is a sketch. You got Island Boy, the brothers making out for content. You know, you got fucking, you know, you, this is just ridiculous, man. Yeah. I, like 50-year-old woman coming out and saying, I'm on OnlyFans. Dog, the <laughs> world, like, what are you doing? The world went to shit when fucking Rachel Dolezal all opened up at OnlyFans. Yes. Oh my God. Yo. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. I fucking read it in that fit. Now she got some nice titties. My question is: Is her booty hole brown? That's what I want to know. Is it brown or is it pink? I mean, Doc, no. When I saw that, I was like, "What the fuck is going on right now? She Why got the a fuck? transracial booty hole? That's what. <laughs> that's what I believe. Is she is she is she on Pornhub black or is she on Pornhub right, white? Right, right. Like you don't know which. Is she one. in the ebony category <laughs> yeah. or the you know? She fucking fooled us though. Bruh. She fooled us like the world. You, when I saw like if I look at her, I actually know a girl who's half black, half white that actually looks like Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it tripped me out. I'm like, holy shit! There's plenty of them. Is she Jewish? Is that what it is? I don't know. I saw because Jewish people kind of have like those features, the curly hair, curly hair. They can have froze. I don't think she has naturally curly hair because I saw a photo of her when she was younger. She was blonde. Okay, she's blonde with straight hair. She looked like she turns butter. 
like yeah. that. She's like yeah. from the source. Like she yeah. came from a waterfall. She, like she's like that type of white. <laughs> <laughs> Eight and a half by life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> white okay. Yeah, but when she started opening up the only, fa- do I feel bad for her kids? Because her kids were getting bullied oh, in school God, because of that shit. Kids. Be- what, what, what time are we at right now? Forty-five minutes. Okay, awesome. Um, so I wanted to talk about this, but we got it's fucking sidetracked. But I'm just gonna throw it in just because it's great for titles. <laughs> so oh, Chandler uh, Bing. Chadler. Chandler Bing from yes. Friends. Yes. What is his actual name? I, know I hope his... when I hope when major news outlets come out, they didn't just call him Chandler. Chandler Bing. <laughs> Matthew <laughs> Perry. Matthew Perry. There Matthew you go. Perry passes away. Yes. You know, I feel like if you guys got to see, who, uh, if you guys ever watched Friends throughout like the ten seasons, right? You saw Matthew Perry kind of go up and down in weight, the way that he looks. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of people didn't know on the outside, especially because, you know, we were so young when it came out, mm-hmm. he was actually going through a lot of drug addictions. Right. A lot, like cocaine, everything that you name it. And then when he... While the show was going on? While the show was okay. going on. That's the... I mean, I know this has nothing to do with it, but I'm actually pretty amazed because I believe it was like the third or fourth season when he was super skinny. Mm-hmm. That's when he was abusing drugs like crazy. Okay. But his acting was still on point. <laughs> There is a different caliber level of acting when you're a drug <laughs> yes. addict and you, yes. you still show up and fucking kill it. Damn, dog. But did it enhance his acting? Is that what it did to you? Maybe. I don't know. Because if it enhances acting, which one of y'all got some good? Yeah, I know. <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I heard about this shit, they found out well, he was dead in his hot tub Yeah, after playing pickleball. Mm. Pickleball? Yeah, he okay. was playing pickleball. Right. Have you heard of pickleball? I've heard of it, but I don't know how it would. Do black folk play pickleball? No, nah, I don't. All right. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a, is that incorporate it, it, a smaller ball? So it, we it, like big balls. It ble- <laughs> like footballs, basketball, yeah. actual nuts, uh, actual nuts. <laughs> it, it blew up in the last like five or six years, but it's like ping pong and uh, tennis mixed together. No, okay, okay. Right? So it blew up recently. Mm-hmm. Everybody's playing pickleball. pickleball. You go into like South Pasadena, Sherman Oaks. You see a tennis court; they're converting it into pickleball courts. Okay, okay. So it's God like, damn. yeah. So it's that big right now. Okay. Huge industry, but. Uh, what are the people like that are in there? They're kind of... Old and white. Old and white, okay. Typically old and white. I'm going to go out and play some pickleball. Old and white or young and Asian. There's no, there's no in Asian. between. Okay, all right, all right. But he, was, he has a pickleball coach. He was playing... I didn't know there was pickleball coaches in the first place. Mm-hmm. But he was doing that in his hot tub, and then his assistant found him dead in the hot tub. And you told me somebody took a photo of him and released it. Yeah, I saw, I saw it online. They had a picture of him in the hot tub. With it. I mean... I, I hope he wasn't dead in the picture. I don't I hope think he was so. just chilling. I hope he was just chilling, but it, somebody said it was before he passed. So that's fucking just, crazy, man. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, he was going through a whole bunch of shit, and like I always wondered too. There's like this weird thing where people don't. There's a fat group of people who hate Friends. They think Friends is like one of the worst sitcoms of all time. I've never really. I, I've watched a couple episodes, but I, I've never judged. I just knew it as an American staple, and yeah. then I know the song obviously, mm-hmm. but I wasn't into the show as much. Was he like, who was the, Jennifer Aniston was obviously like the standout, right? The show had such a good ensemble cast. Everybody played an important part. Okay. It was it was hard to say who you liked more yeah. because everybody was so fucking different. Okay. And this is like during the golden age of sitcoms where yeah. sitcom actors were the shit. They yeah. were so good at what they fucking did. Right. And so Friends was probably known the most for their cast chemistry. They had okay. some of the best cast chemistry you could have ever seen right. on, on a long-going sitcom. And they were also, obviously, in the last season, I think everybody paid a mill an episode. Jesus and this was God. back in the day. Right, right, So you right. could imagine how much money they all made. So they're pretty much set for life. Right. Um, for him, 
like this he was he kind of played the the goofy quirky guy that had a lot of commitment issues that's right yeah and everybody loved his weird character he eventually got together with uh ross geller his sister mm-hmm. and that was like a whole fun a little story arc that they did okay. the writing was really good and the jokes were really on point nice a lot of people for some reason like this sect of people i think it's just counterculture mm-hmm. like counterculture they just don't want to like friends okay they think that is fucking terrible and listen for me too it wasn't really up my alley in humor but as i watched it the cast chemistry was so fucking so funny good. it made me laugh yeah because yeah, yeah. one of my my what's your favorite sitcom of all time that's hard to say man i mean you got your Favorite sitcom, I mean, you got your Fresh Princes, you have your Seinfelds, you have your... Seinfeld's up there for me, too. Fresh Prince is up there for me. Um, What's another good one? Martin. Martin, of course. Cosby Show. Like, black sitcoms in the 90s. Well, I feel like all white sitcoms were were great. 90s and that was early 2000s era. was an amazing King of Queens, era. Everybody Loves Raymond. Yes, all, all of those. Yes, yes. All these, yes. like, stand-up comics were getting their own shows. Yeah, man. That was such a good time to watch TV. Saved by the Bell. Even the kids. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. kids' yeah. shows that were sitcoms were amazing. You know what I mean? My favorite of all time, sadly enough, was the Co- is The Cosby Show. Really? I've watched The Cosby Show That's from fair. first season all the way till end probably over like 40 or 50 times. What's the first scene that comes to your mind when you think of Cosby? The very first episode of The Cosby Show where yeah. Theo was sitting in his bedroom. Okay. And then he told... <laughs> oh, I know what you're up with the bat. <laughs> the Cosby, he goes, why can't you just love me for who I am? And he's like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, you know? Yes. Yes, it, was, yes. it was like a shocking thing for sitcom because you right. never saw the sitcom dad do that to the yeah, kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. so Bill Cosby, you know, for what it's worth, let, let me tell you something. I love Bill Cosby so much when all these oh, allegations man. came out, I was like, this is not real. <laughs> when allegation 178 came out, I was like, maybe. Mm, maybe. <laughs> when 300 56 came out i was like maybe he did this all right, <laughs> right. just maybe but i loved bill cosby Man. i had a i had a a wall of comedians that i respected mm-hmm. right it was bill cosby there was dave Chappelle, and then there was eddie murphy and i had three posters side by side mm-hmm. that shit i was like, all right cosby. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I had a, people were walking to the room they're like yo what the fuck i'm like uh, it hasn't been proven yet uh, i just hear music we fall down <laughs> yeah but we get up. Oh, Doc, so I had to take that shit down. And then Bill Cosby for me was just like, he was like the ultimate sitcom family, right? Mm-hmm. You had um, Felicia Rashad, mm-hmm. Claire Huxtable. Yes. She never played the typical housewife that was just cleaning around the no, house. She was a lawyer. Years. She was a lawyer. She was a partner at a fucking law firm. She matched Do him. Do you believe in that dynamic in real life? Could that work? I mean, I have uh, a friend. lawyer and a doctor. Well, two two lawyers. One's uh, in the military, and the okay. other one works at a law firm, and they're both like powerhouses, and it works. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So, like, they have I, kids, two kids. Okay, nice. yeah. And so, like, watching them do it, and like, like seeing that whole dynamic, it kind of like also molded what the type of partner that I wanted right up too, because mm-hmm. she wasn't subservient. She wasn't just naggy for no reason. Like. Mm-hmm. He was more of the one that was all over the place. And right. She was the rock of the family. Mm-hmm. So you kind of got to see this really dope dynamic that I didn't get to see in a lot of sitcoms. They were funny. And also, too, they flirted. They were still yes. dating. They yes. had, like, that sexual tension, too. Oh, yeah. Which was dope. You know Cliff was banging that back. Oh, yeah, I you know. know he was. You know he was. Dude, Lisa Bonet, I had a huge crush on Lisa oh, Bonet. Oh, my God. Up. Who did it, man? She was so bad. I thought all of them were pretty, dude. Sandra, too. The, the, the actress that played Sandra, I thought she was super pretty, too, in a different type oh, of way. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I even thought as a kid, not weird shit, but uh, well, Raven, when she grew up, I was like, oh, she's going to be pretty when she grows up. <laughs> 
She did a little different thing as she grew yeah. up. But, uh, <laughs> she got them D's on her, though. Oh, yeah, she definitely got them D's, but them D's are for them, uh, them ladies. You know what the okay. saddest thing is? Like, the only, the biggest thing I remember of her, aside from the Cosby show, is Orlando Bloom talking about him sucking on her titty. Oh, my God. That shit is so funny. <laughs> This one said, oh, I had them things. I was doing that. That shit was hilarious. Oh, my God. Orlando Brown lost his fucking mind. But it was so entertaining. Uh, look, look you know what's crazy? So that boy can rap. He can rap. He can I've, I've, heard, I've heard rap. some songs where he's rapping. I'm like, okay. I was actually shocked. I actually didn't know. He's actually so talented. He just lost his mind. It's so funny. Like, it feels like all the, <laughs> the people we're talking about are fucked up in some ways now. You know, Orlando, Bill Cosby. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but they all had, like, talent. And they were great. And it's like, do you appreciate them? Not the same, but obviously, like, not as the person. But do you appreciate their work still? Do oh, you separate art from artist, artistry? I mean, I can't look at Cosby the same way. Right. But I could still watch all the Cosby show because of what it did for me as a kid growing up. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it molded half my comedy. Yes. Like, yeah. half my jokes is based off of the Cosby show. Right, That's right. my biggest influence. So there's no way that I could erase that, right? It's just it's just hard to. Let me tell you something. I just got married. I had to resist the urge to play R. Kelly. <laughs> oh, ah, my I, God. I, right. I resist. I didn't. I didn't do it. But Bro. I wanted... Re- I was playing ignition. R. Kelly on the way here. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted Ignition to play so bad. Oh my god! Because it's you have you have to understand how many bangers he. But it's out. too weird now, right? It's just it's too- a little weird. Like some, I'll have it on, and I'm you know I get the feelings of like, oh man, it's just a banger. Then I'm like, yeah, this motherfucker be raping though, yeah. you know. And it's really and it, hard. It, I, I think my my homie Cam says it uh, well too. He says that the content reflects the. What he did. It's too close to what he's done. Yeah, it's like all sexual music. Yeah, it's very sexualized. It's like, are you talking about a little girl in this song or that song? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I... I... And at least with the Cosby show, he's playing Heathcliff Huxtable. Right. He's He's not not Bill Cosby. not Bill Cosby. So I'm looking at him as a sitcom character. R. Kelly is just the singer, Mm -hmm. and he's that person. Yeah. So it's always a little fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, with Michael Jackson, nothing was proven. Nothing. So I could could stay in purgatory for the rest of my life. (laughs) We're going to stay there. And I already told you, he talked about them titties. Yes, he talked about them titties. That was was evidence. (laughs) Hey, what person who likes little children talks about big old gazungas? Yeah, man. You know, Michichi Chancletas, dude. Oh, man, chancletas. <laughs> That's right. This guy, uh, if he looks at a full-grown adult, looks at the titties, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, done. Yeah, we 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 can be in the same." They should have put really. that shit in the court case. That shit would have been. Oh closed my like god! That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get him out of here. He's, he's a free man. <laughs> <laughs> he's a free man. You just see, like, <laughs> <laughs> Your Honor, right here. Right. Get him out. He's done. He's, done. <laughs> he's a free man. <laughs> Look at him, fishies. <laughs> <laughs> fishies. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode. <laughs> of the Jesus Brain Podcast. Uh, you can oh, catch... Man. Well, give, give them all your socials. Oh, man, please. Uh, number one, catch me at Comedy Trap House on YouTube, Instagram. That is our podcast show um, that we do, and we have different game shows, different things on there that we drop. So join me there. I have a show on there called Mayhem Hour every Friday at 7. It's a live show if you guys want to join. We talk about all the craziness, conspiracies, all the wild shit that's going on in the world, and... We try to laugh before the apocalypse. So uh, <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. You can follow me at Emmanuel Riches on Instagram. Uh, perfect. Uh, Genius Brain every Sunday is at 12 p.m. Uh, Secret Society, the first launch of the year is out. Uh, Genius Brain 
and Secret Society will do be doing a collab piece in the next month. And then after that, I got a couple of separate items that I'll be selling for just Genius Brain alone because a lot of people were asking for just regular merchandise for the podcast. In December, that's going to happen. So check out, check or wait for that. And we'll see you all next time. Peace. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.